Hey, welcome. So this week, we're going to talk about boundaries. This is just going to be an intro to boundaries. Boundaries um, can get not complicated, but there's a lot going on with boundaries. And so today, we're just going to start diving in and start looking at boundaries. And we're going to start by just looking at what a boundary even is. So a lot of times in relationships, we are told that we need to set boundaries with other people. We are told we should set a boundary or we're told we should just say no, things like that. So we're going to talk about what a boundary is and what it isn't. So a boundary isn't asking someone else to change. That's actually a request. So let's say that my mom always calls me when I'm at work or when I'm supposed to be working And I say to my mom, you know what? I get really easily distracted during the day. I'd really prefer if you called me in the evenings. Would you mind calling me in the evenings instead of during the day so that during the day I can really focus on my work and then in the evenings I really can focus on talking to you. Now, what I just said is the best way to make a request. And that's what it is. That's not a boundary what I just said. What I just said to my mom, hypothetically, was a request. So it was me requesting that she change her behavior. And I gave her the reasons why. I said that how it was affecting me when she calls me during the day. I let her know that I care and that I want to talk to her, but I want to talk to her in the evening and not during the day. That's a request. So I'm a request is when I'm asking someone else to do something. And in this case, to change their behavior, to stop calling me during the day and to call me in the evening. Now, requests are necessary in relationships. They're super important. So it's really important that in order for us to navigate relationships that we make requests, that we say to people, hey, this isn't working for me. This is what would work for me. Um, Would you mind doing that? And then for them to respond back, right? For my mom to be like, yep, that works. Or no, that doesn't work. Here's why. Can we navigate this? Like maybe she calls at lunch instead because she can't call in the evening for some hypothetical reason maybe. Okay, so that's a request. Now, most people think that that's a boundary. They think that me telling my mom to change her behavior is a boundary, but it's not. What a boundary is, is me deciding how I want to respond to my mom's behavior. That's a boundary. So a boundary is all about me and what I decide is acceptable in my life and what I allow and then how I respond. A boundary is about my behavior. So wait a second. So a request is about me asking someone else to change their behavior. And a boundary is about my behavior and me deciding how I want to behave or how I want to respond. So often what happens is we think that boundaries are about me saying, okay, you know what? It's not okay for my mom to call me during the day. So I'm going to tell her to call me at night and she has to change, right? And what happens is when I do that, I have no power. I have no choice. All of my, my boundary I'm putting in quotes is left up to my mom to do or not to. And that just doesn't work. Whereas a boundary would be me deciding, okay, you know what? I'm not going to answer my mom's calls during the day. And I can let her know that. I can say, hey, you know what? It really doesn't work for me to answer your calls during the day. I'd rather you call me at night. If you call me during the day, I'm not going to be able to answer them. Um, I can return your call in the evening or, or whatever actually like works and is authentic to me. That's a boundary. So that's a boundary because it focuses on my behavior, right? It's not about 
waiting for my mom to change and then getting mad when she calls me on Monday morning, waiting for her to change and thinking, well, she needs to respect my boundary. It's about me respecting my boundary. It's about me deciding that, you know what, I don't answer the phone when I'm working. And that's something that's completely within my power, right? I get to decide if I want to answer the phone or not. And that's a real boundary. It's really about me focusing on my behavior and how I want to respond. So, okay, so if we look at boundaries this way, if we look at it this way of like a boundary isn't about someone else's behavior or what they choose to do, a boundary is what I choose to do and how I behave, what happens is this is actually, at first, it seems harder. So in the long run, it's a lot easier because we know that we can't control other people, right? I can request that my mom not call me during the day, but I can't control if she calls or not, right? I can let her know how I feel about it and I can let her know it doesn't work for me, but I can't control if she calls or not. So what usually happens is we try to make that request and then we'll get angry. That's a sign. Anger and resentment and frustration is really a sign to me and it should be to you too, that you're not setting the boundary. So when we're angry and frustrated, we're frustrated that someone else is behaving a certain way and we feel kind of trapped because we're like, I don't want to answer calls at work and she keeps calling at work and we're thinking that we have, like we're not fully looking at what we have control over, right? Because I'm getting mad at her for calling because what happens is when she calls and I see my phone, then I have to deal with all of my feelings that come up when she calls. And I get annoyed and frustrated about that, right? I'd rather she just didn't call because then I wouldn't have to deal with my own stuff, my own guilt, my own frustration, my own whatever, right? And so what happens is we try to set a boundary in quotes, but our boundary is really about changing the other person so that we don't have to deal with our own stuff, right? Because if I can get my mom to just not call me, then I don't have to deal with whatever feelings come up when the phone rings and I see her name and I'm in the middle of my work day, right? Working on sending you guys an email or a podcast or whatever. So why we don't set boundaries and why boundaries get a little bit more complex than just saying no or just like telling someone what to do is because of that stuff that comes up. So if I feel really guilty every time my mom calls and I feel guilty that, you know, I should just have time to talk with her and I can just do my, these are thoughts that I think sometimes I can just do my work later. You know, I can just work into the evening. I could take a break right now. You know, I should answer. She's calling. It might be something important. When I think all of those thoughts, then what happens is I pick up the phone and get mad at her for calling, which hurts our relationship more actually, right? When I don't respect my own boundaries and when I expect her to just always show up and always do what I want to do, which sounds really controlling. When I start describing it like that, that's what you're, if you're setting boundaries and your boundaries sound like my boundary is I've told this other person to change, that's super controlling. Now, you can totally make a request and you should. I should request that my mom doesn't call me. That opens up understanding and communication and whatever. But when I think that if she doesn't listen to me and if she doesn't do what I want, then she, you know, she's not respecting my boundary. Well, yes, but also I'm not respecting my boundary. 
every time that I pick up the phone and it's a work hour, I'm not the one respecting my boundary, right? I'm not choosing how I really want to respond and I'm not owning my responsibility in this relationship, right? I'm kind of leaving it all up to her and then getting frustrated with her and being like, well, you should change because I don't want to change. That's what we're really saying, right? If if I'm getting frustrated every time she calls, but I keep picking up the calls, I'm saying, you should change because I don't want to change. I don't want to do the hard work of looking at why am I continuing to pick up the call when this doesn't work for me, when I tell myself I want to be focused on work, when this isn't working for me, why do I keep picking it up? And that is hard work. That is what, where we start to actually change our relationships is in doing that hard work of starting to understand, okay, so if a boundary is about my behavior and how I want to respond, big sigh, because that means that I have to start changing my behavior, right? I have to start looking at like, why am I putting up with this behavior? Why am I continuing to engage in these relationships that don't feel good, where I don't feel respected, where people I maybe feel used or I feel confused or whatever, right? Instead of continuing to ask them to change, I need to start looking at why am I allowing this? Like, why do I keep engaging in these relationships? Okay, so let's talk about another example. This time, instead of a behavior that we don't want someone to do, we're going to focus more on the other side where focusing on something we want. So let's say that we've decided that we really want in a relationship, a relationship that feels reciprocal. So a relationship where we feel like someone is making an effort and they're contributing to the relationship. Um, Now, it doesn't have to be like exactly like text for text. If you're in that sort of situation where you're like, well, I asked them out last time. Should they ask me out this time? There's there's more things at play there. Right. And we're probably overthinking or something feels off. But just in general, where we feel like they're putting in an effort. So let's say that we've decided that we want that. We're like, what's really important to me is a relationship that's reciprocal because that's actually a foundation block for building a relationship. We have to have a relationship that's reciprocal, um, where there's like give from both sides and both people contribute to the relationship. That's how we build a relationship. It's, you have to have that, um, for a healthy relationship. So we decide that we want a relationship that's reciprocal and then we start dating. And we maybe start to like someone and it's reciprocal at first. And then it starts to not be as reciprocal. We start to notice like, huh, like I'm the one that's always reaching out. I'm the one that's always calling them to set up plans. And it feels like if I don't set up plans, they don't set up plans with me. This just isn't feeling quite reciprocal. Or maybe there's reciprocalness in I'm the one always going over to their house. And that might be fine if that's what you want. That's totally fine. But let's say you're like, I'd really like them to come over to my house sometimes. Like I don't want to be the one always doing the driving. I'd really like them to do the driving. So if we have this boundary of, you know what, I'm only going to be in relationships that feel reciprocal, where I feel like the other person's putting in effort, that's what I've decided for me, then we get to decide how we respond or we get to decide our behavior when we notice that the relationship isn't reciprocal. We get to decide what do I want to do. So this is what I recommend is first, do make a request. Just like I used in the last example, say, hey, I feel like I'm putting in a little bit more effort or I feel like you're pulling away or you know what I'd really like if you came over to my house this weekend instead of me going to your house. Um, How does that sound? And then just see their response, right? Let them know, like, see, maybe they 
engage with you and they're like, oh yeah, you know what? I, I keep coming to my house. Like, um, maybe they have a pet. And so that's why they like to be at their house. And then you have a discussion about that and maybe they are willing to come over or maybe you get no response from them. Right. Maybe they, um, sort of dismiss you and they might say like, oh, I put in lots of effort. What are you talking about? Or, oh, I, you know, I always, I always hang out with you when you ask, I'm being reciprocal. Those responses can give us a lot of information, right? So that's why we make the request is to really open up the conversation and see their response. So let's say we've done that. And I would recommend, depending on the closeness of your relationship, you might have to do that a couple times. Sometimes in relationships, there's a bit of like negotiation that will happen and understanding and some different types of people need longer to process. So you might be with a partner that needs a a couple days to process what you said. Like maybe you tell them, hey, I just feel like I'm the one making all the effort. Um would you like, do you, are you feeling that way? Like, are you invested in this? And maybe they need a couple days to process it, right? Totally fine. So let's say you've done that and they just aren't, maybe they say, yeah, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll start setting up plans with you and they don't, or maybe you, you know, they say that they'll come over to your house, but they don't. And you're just feeling more and more like this relationship isn't really reciprocal. So then you get to decide if that's really a boundary for you, if someone who is reciprocating in a relationship is really important to you after you've made the request after you've gotten their response after you've tried to talk about it you get to decide how to respond to that right you get to decide is this a relationship i want to keep investing in depending on the closeness of the relationship how many conversations do i want to have about this you get to decide is this a level of reciprocalness i don't know if that's a word but is this a level is there enough reciprocation here actually maybe there is right maybe you it's actually working fine maybe it's not but you get to decide how you want to respond to that and maybe you don't want to keep investing in that relationship Maybe you don't want to keep investing in a relationship where you feel like you're the one always doing the calling. You're the one always making all the effort. Maybe it's not really working for you, right? And maybe you respond by deciding to not invest as much in that relationship and to invest more in other relationships that are reciprocal. So that's a boundary, right? Instead of when we don't have boundaries or we don't know how to set boundaries or we have a misunderstanding of boundaries and we think that a boundary is about getting the person to reciprocate right? Or getting like telling the person my boundary is I need you to reciprocate. So you have to do that. And thinking that a boundary is about changing their behavior. When we're in that phase where we're thinking that a boundary is about changing their behavior, that's when we have endless. And I say this because I've been here before. That's where we have endless, endless, endless conversations about wanting them to change and trying to figure out why they don't change and making excuses for them and talking over with our friends and looking online and Googling late at night and all of that stuff because when we think that the only way that we can get our needs met or the only way we can have boundaries is by getting them to change then we're totally focused on them and we're giving all our power to them and all of our time and energy is trying to spend understanding them so that we can change them right we're really trying to just understand them in those scenarios so that we can change them Versus if we know that a boundary is about how I respond and a boundary is about my action and that if I keep investing in a relationship that isn't reciprocal and I've told myself that I only want relationships that are reciprocal, then that's on me. That's my responsibility. That's on me. And when we do that, we start to have so much 
freedom and choice because relationships no longer feel as heavy. I get to choose. I can totally choose to invest in this relationship that doesn't feel reciprocal. No judgment. I get to do that if I want to do that. Or I can decide that, you know what, this actually isn't working for me. I'm going to invest in other relationships. And there's no judgment. There's just choice. There's so much more choice when we start looking at boundaries this way of it's really my boundaries are about how I want to show up and how I want to respond and what I decide is okay in my life and isn't okay. So let me know what you think of this. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at Relationship Anxiety Coach. Send me a DM and let me know if this has helped you with boundaries. Okay, you guys. So I had finished this podcast. I stopped and I was sitting here at my desk still and I was like, you know what? I felt like this podcast was really like lots of theory and I know I gave some examples, but I want to share a really real life personal example of how this boundary work has um, changed my life and really impacted things for me. So one of my patterns has been, and um, I'll say continues to be at something that it's gotten better and better and better, but that I still have to really watch or that I'm, I'm aware of is I, when I use that example of reciprocal relationships, it's because that's me a hundred percent. So I would often engage in relationships that weren't reciprocal. And instead of really having that boundary of, you know what, I'm going to look after me and I am not going to engage. If a relationship isn't reciprocal, that's okay. Um, I'm going to decide to not invest as much. So before what would happen is I would, I would, I didn't even know that that was a possibility for me. I didn't know that that was a boundary and I didn't know that that was a thing. I thought that if, if someone wasn't investing in me, I had, I should try harder and I would feel guilty about not making more of an effort in the relationship. So a lot of the work that I have done to let go of that, um, in the last like year or two years was around my dad. So my dad and I had a really complicated relationship. Um, we weren't close. He passed away about a year. No, not quite. Um, maybe three quarters of a year ago now, but before he died, about a year before he died, I was like, you know what? I have some capacity and I really feel like my relationship with my dad is something that I need to I think it's really screwing over my romantic relationships. Like I think, I think it's really impacting things and our parental relationships majorly impact our romantic relationships. Like it's a major factor. So I started looking at it through therapy and one of the things that we did and what she really helped me with is looking at the, the reciprocalness of it. So my dad never really made an effort and that is so painful, um, still painful, if I'm 100% honest, because for years I was taught to just make excuses for him. So my dad wouldn't, for example, he didn't know when my birthday was. He would never call on my birthday. He wouldn't ever call really. And we were sort of taught, not taught, but like it, we were guilted even after he died, actually. His, um, X had said at one point, like, you should have visited more. You know, it's your fault for not visiting more. It's your fault for not making an effort. And I, that's, so that's what, that's my, my default relationship biases and my default relationship thoughts is it's my fault. If a relationship isn't working, it's my fault because I didn't make enough effort, right? And if I don't feel loved in a relationship, it's my fault because I didn't make enough effort. And if I don't feel close in a relationship, it's my fault because I don't make enough effort. So that, that was like my default programming for years. And so I'd show up in a lot of relationships and 
they would be not reciprocal. They would be with people that didn't really make an effort, like didn't put in nearly as much as me. And I would just try harder because it was my fault. Just like with my dad is what I thought. Right. And I know that like with my therapist, we really looked through and we were like, cause I had this thing and we do this where we'll make excuses for them, where we'll say things like, well, he can't call. Like I would say like, well, you know, my dad's really not good with technology. Like he, you know, he doesn't know how to use a cell phone. I would say things like that. And she's, we kind of started to question it. And this is how we let go of beliefs. We started to question them. And I just remember her asking like, but did he ever call? Like, could he call? And I realized that like he would call when he needed something. He would call when he needed something. So there was a time when he like needed, I don't know, some kind of birth certificate or something from me, something like that. And so he called, you know, he found my number when he needed something. And it was that realization of, wait a second, this person is capable of using the phone. Like I was that in denial and that in like, it was just, I was trying to avoid the pain of realizing that he wasn't making an effort so much that I was like, oh, he can't use the phone. And like now think talking about it, it's like, okay, everyone can pick up the phone. Right. But really realizing that, hey, this person just doesn't make an effort. And when we start to see that and when we start to realize that, you know what, I have control not over the other person. I, you know, whatever reason they're doing it, it doesn't really matter, actually, because that's how they're showing up. And I have no control over that anyway. When I started to see that, I, I stopped making the effort, too. I stopped, I used to um, always at Christmas, I would like go by his house and drop stuff off, like drop off gifts because I thought, oh, I should make the effort. I should be the good daughter. I should make the effort. And I was like, wait a minute, he doesn't even call. He doesn't even know me. He doesn't know what's going on in my life, all of these things. So what happened was I let go of that relationship and I kind of came to terms with like, you know what? He isn't someone who makes an effort I don't need to know why. It just, that's not what he does. And it's painful and it's okay. And that's how we heal from it. And I'm so glad that I had done that work before he passed. It made his passing so much easier for me. It really allowed me to like love him and show up how I wanted to um, before he passed away. So that is what this work on boundaries really looks like, right? It doesn't look like the simple stuff. And it, it starts as a simple stuff of like, okay, if my mom's calling me, I'm going to not pick up the phone during the day. That's where it starts. Or it starts with simple stuff like, honest to God, sending back a coffee that isn't what you wanted or sending back food. That's how it starts. But it really turns into this deeper work of letting go of these patterns of when I'm not in relationships that feel good and when I'm not in relationships that work for me that instead of me focusing all my behavior on trying to change them, that I'm able to let go and decide how I want to respond. So thank you so much for listening. And again, do message me. Let me know um, what kind of boundary stuff you're dealing with. And if you've had like big breakthroughs in boundaries, or if you're struggling with boundaries right now, I would love to hear all about it.